Welcome everyone to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen over here on jrootradio.com. We are so happy and excited to be here another week with a mental health awareness. If you'd like to ask your question, the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And again, just to give us a little reminder that everything that we ask is on, and we will not be able to remove it. We won't remove it. A, B, that it should be questions above the age of eight, children, those, whatever the question should be, family-related above the age of eight. And the last part is that we request to make sure that it should be family-appropriate and no questions about children, I should say, questions under the age of eight. Anyhow, let's go into the questions that we would like there are so many beautiful messages and positive messages that people are saying our awareness is creating changes, and I want to thank everyone for keep on sending these messages. Really, thank you. So the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. All right, Dr. Nissen, let us go to our first caller, Mrs. R. Yeah, hello. Hello. hello? Hello? Yes, Mrs. Yeah. O. Yeah, hello. Do you hear me? Yes, we hear you. I hear you very quietly. Um, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for this line in general. And uh, specifically, uh, we asked a question a few months ago, and it it was majorly helpful, the answer. Thank you. Can you give um, us a I bit more information? I wanted to ask permission to go back to that question. Can I Hello? ask you to be a little bit more direct, a little quicker? Just to be aware, that's just Jewish Orthodox from world. Uh, what's, what would you like? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, basically... Um, I called a few months ago. I have my husband's 15-year-old sister living by us. Yes, we've even had. Do you yeah. remember that question? Yes, I do. And the question was: the question was that your husband had a wonderful way, and you're so happy to help out. However, the issue is that he's not around, and it's on your husband where he's being that much. And when you want to set a little boundary or something, he doesn't understand why it's hard on you. Okay, very good. <laughs> Um, so then you told us, you helped us out, and Baruch Hashem, the, change, the situation has very much changed since then. Um, last week, someone called in wait, wait, no, no, no. Um, about this up. question. What changed since then? Follow up. Finish. Please finish sentences. Go ahead. And um, she... No, 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 uh, basically, no, it came out First from the answer up. that it, it sounds like the girl has major behavioral what? issues and the parents have parenting issues. And I feel it's very unfortunate that that's what came out from my question because it's really not true. So let's try to go ahead and try this again. Can you please share with us what changed? What did change? I had a very difficult time having hosting another child in my home. It was nothing got to do with the fact that she has issues. She doesn't. In Europe, it's a very normal thing for girls to go away, and it's not unheard of for them to stay in siblings' homes. And Wonderful. she came to us, and I found it very difficult. Right. Okay. And we had a different Great. approach, my husband and I, on how to deal with it. And therefore, I turned to you to help. And 
it really was a massive help because you really Excellent. gave us the clarity on how to go forward. Last week someone called up and, and took the information way out of, out of your contacts. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing to everyone listening that in Europe this is normal and it's not a reflection on you or your husband or your in-laws or any of that or the girl herself. Baruch Hashem, thank you. Can I ask another question, a bit less loaded? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I have a 14-year-old son who eats very little. He, he's very limited in what he wants to eat. And um, we try to work on it, and we don't really know how to how to deal with it. Right. So I would have a difficulty and um, answering that question because it could be several things, and it could be just normal. So what would define it as normal? I can't do that. This, you're asking me now an is it question. This program we create an awareness. I can share the awareness. The awareness is that Hasashalom, it could be a sensory issue. The awareness is it could be OCD. The awareness is that it could be that he just has very few tastes or foods that he likes, and that's okay. Each of these are possible. Yep. That's the awareness. Anything more than that needs an evaluation, a full evaluation, identifying. That's why we can just create an awareness. I think also it could be you know, age-appropriate, you know. Kids, teenagers sometimes become like, uh, you know, choicey. Yeah. Well, so the problem is that he's, as a child, as a baby, he ate, and then with the years, he went less and less and less. Like, it became more Again, fussy, like, well, as the years went by. Awareness. The awareness is that kids usually eat. The awareness is that there could be a reason that there's a problem why he's not eating. Could be that there's no problem at all. There are just some children that are more picky with right. what they like. They like certain foods. They're flexible right. and great in every other area in their life, and you just move on. Mm -hmm. um, because I have also a three-year-old child that's following the same pattern. I should just... What should I do now? Should I just let it go? Notice what you're doing. You see, we're doing it again. You're asking me a what should you do. If I did not do an evaluation, I don't know what's going on by your house. I don't know if there's a history of any of these issues going on. I am not aware with your 14-year-old son. Are there any other issues? And remember, we're on air. So you just finished having experience where someone heard your question months ago. They called up last week with follow-up, their perception of it. I don't know what's really going on. Not that I'm saying. I'm saying that's why the programs that we do here are awareness only. Awareness only. Right. Okay. So what you're asking are detailed questions. What is it? How can we deal with it? What are other stuff that you need a licensed professional to do an evaluation? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So I'm sorry yeah. that I'm not able to. Yep. And someone just sent us a message this minute. Picky eaters could even be an early sign of Crohn's disease. Bingo. Now we got something else. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. Until I don't do a full biopsychosocial, emotionally, what's been going on? When have things changed? Are there other family members that are picky eaters? I know a certain family, the word cheese, oh, they don't like cheese. There was one cousin that made up they don't like cheese, and I'm aware of now three generations that doesn't eat cheese because of a one cousin at one time. 
each of these things need to be evaluated, part of the evaluation. Right. Okay. All right. So all I could tell you, the awareness is picky eating can be normal, can be a sign of a physical issue, can be a sign of an emotional issue, and could just be that this kid might even just want attention. Right. Who knows? Without an evaluation, without speaking to the 14-year-old, especially speaking to the 14-year-old, we don't know. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling up. Thank you for clarifying the first part. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for You're giving me time welcome. on air. Sure. Be well. Hatslacha. For those people that listen, to ask your question is. 718-683-5858, We go to Mr. P. Mr. P, you're on with Mordechai and Arav Nissen. Hello? Yes, Shalom Aleichem. Yes, first of all, I would like to thank you for your phone line. I really enjoy it. Sure. Wow, what a schuss what an honor. Yeah, thank you. Um, you mentioned a few times that you go for therapy. I would like to ask you, would you recommend it for every person um, to go to therapy, even though he doesn't feel a need for it? Absolutely not. Um, so if I may ask, why do you go? Because you I have a need for it. Um, okay. Yes, if anyone has no, been in the office and like, they um, know a the lot of the pressures I've been the, under the last the three weeks, world. there's a lot of pressures that I handle. Right now, just to share with you some of the pressures, and for me, instead of slowing down, I choose to find a different way of help, of dealing with it. So, Hashem, the book with Art Scroll, it's almost done, but there was a technical bump that took many, many hours of my time. We started the parenting workshop. I've added on about another 30 hours of information. Even last night, Matzah Shabbos, I mean, two nights ago, I added on a, probably another five hours. I've probably had three or four very difficult weeks in the center, just dealing with certain bumps that were coming up. A couple of family stuff dealing with. All that, all at once, plus functioning, plus doing each of these programs, Baruch Hashem. And everything is besides for putting in a ninth, from about 9 o'clock at work, 9.15 at work, till about 5.45. And then phone calls of dealing with, when I say dealing with issues, speaking to doctors late, plus all the chesed mitzvah stuff that go on. So if you would know, when people just handle... I sometimes hear people saying how much pressure they're under, and I have, wow, that's less than 10% of what I do in an hour. So in order to handle stuff and when to set boundaries, I need to remain clear. I need to identify what are my weaknesses, what are my pressures, can I push myself now, can I not push myself now? And wow. those are all, and as long as I remain clear, I'm energized and excited and positive in life. And unfortunately, when I let things get overwhelming or when I let others make choices and I start getting into their world, then things slow down, then things pressure. And then sometimes I could get down, sometimes I could start blaming others, start getting into the negative cycle, saying, oh, no, it's not others, it's all about me. What changes do I have to do? How have I forgotten to listen to myself? So there's a classical example that I share with people, and that is that cars today's days, also I just want to remind everyone the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and we have now the availability to ask your questions. 
And what I share with people is the concept of a car. Cars today's days do uh, oil change about every 5,000 miles. Now, how often should a car do an oil change? 5,000 miles. Some cars do it in, t in two years. Some cars do it in a week. With a speed that I enjoy working my life, I need to do oil changes. I need to clear up. I need to be mm -hmm. aware. And I'm someone that I like working a very fine-tuned car. So I also had a friend of mine that became a mechanic, and he tells me he fills up his car with expensive gas. And he says, because he could tell the, by the running of the engine that the car runs a little smoother. Baruch Hashem, I am someone that works with emotional health. And for me to do what I do and juggle with what I do, I need to make sure that my emotional health is running clear. That when I need to be assertive with a client and they start getting a little dysregulated, oh, please don't do this to me. And then also I have Rachmanus on them and I realize I'm not helping them. I'm actually making it worse. If someone needs medication and I'm not being assertive, that I can continue otherwise. If someone's begging me, please do a trauma therapy on me, and I feel they're not ready for that, I'm actually not helping them. But, you know, it does take a toll on me. If I have a case where I've got just recently, I'm not going to go to a very chasher, push me to take the case. And my therapist that does the pre-intake, so we have a therapist to actually speak to people, which we pay. And this way, we don't want you to spend money coming to me if we know we don't take certain cases. And the Rav begged me and pushed me, please do it. Within six minutes, I asked the person to leave, and I took the loss of an hour and a half that we scheduled the person, because I know I can't help the person. So because I am being, sometimes we call it nice, which I call weak to others, then I usually take the loss. So I need to have a healthy balance of when do I want to give in and take the loss and be happy with it, and when do I not? All of this running, balancing the amount of projects that I am doing takes me making sure that my emotions are balanced and tuned and aware. Others could do it without therapy. Others can't do 5% what I do. It doesn't matter. Let everyone find their way that works. Mm -hmm. I need to have my daily dose of svarim, my learning the Ramchal. I need my davening, my extra tefillah from the Rabbi Shlela, my little bracha, my food, making sure I eat, make sure I sleep a couple of hours, connect to my gadol that I have, do my one or two rabbanim that I like speaking to, you know, once a week, once in two weeks, just hello, five, ten minutes, just to again hear Seichel Ayasha from here, that I need my several balances. And one of the balances that I also need is emotional health, cleaning up, identifying, and continuously working on my emotions. Mm -hmm. Does that give a little bit of an awareness why I go for therapy? By the way, I don't just go for therapy a 45-minute session. I'd like everyone to hear. I pay an hour and a half. And it can't be someone that I'm getting now discounts and, and this and that. And one of the conditions I had is if I go to you, I will not refer any clients to you. I need you to be my therapist, not someone that's going to get any benefit or anything. I need you to be able to be clear and assertive and direct. Mm -hmm. What are you getting from my kid. question? For my, I say for my answer. Sorry? What are you getting? Um, you say you have a lot of emotional pressure. Good. Right? I wouldn't use the word pressure. I'd use a lot going on. Pressure is how you take it. Mm -hmm. Now, okay. let me ask you, what was your real question? 
I answer to you um, as someone that we're on air, just to get an idea, so people listening can realize that if you do a lot, it might be great, but you need to take an emotional shower. And you have, I know many people that are very successful and fantastic people, but they let it out at their family or they let out at work. You might be a great person, but that's not acceptable. Work on yourself. If you want svarim, take svarim. You need emotional help, as I take it that way, do it that way. But get better. Don't just because you do a lot doesn't give you an excuse to abuse or to hurt others. Mm-hmm. Now, no, what was your real question? When someone calls up saying, Mordechai, why are you going to therapy? What is the purpose of that question? Let's shift it back onto you. The question Come on, was if for you someone good, to if pick up, no, for someone to pick up the phone, I'm shifting it onto you. Let's go tit for tat. You ask me a personal thing, I'm asked, I'm shifting it right back to you. What was the question? Who's re- recommending you to go to therapy, or someone that you know should be going to therapy, and you're fighting it? And they might be quoting, "Well, Mordechai Weinberger goes, why can't you?" Um, no, I just, I just thought if you have to go, um, maybe every, everyone else has to go. Okay, what, what's the depth behind your question? I'm asking. I know you've said that. I'm being a therapist. Why did you spend the time? I'm assuming you're – where are you calling from? England. Good. So you're calling from England. It's now 8.21 p.m. our time. Five hours from now, it's now 1.21. You stayed up this late – to call up this question, there's got to be a motivation behind it. What is it? Just because you're wondering? Or is there I a pressure so. behind it? No, not really. I mean, I feel absolutely normal, so... Are others pushing you to go? Um, no. Do you think maybe you can benefit? And you want to know why I'm going? I was wondering. So wondering what? Put some more words to it. Okay, we got disconnect. Yes. Okay. What do you say of this into this concept? You know, that's each one is a, first of all, I don't know, it's like some, some, somehow become, it seems like he got peer pressure or afraid about, you know, talking about uh, maybe his problem. But definitely each one of us has his own outlet to release so-called pressure or kind of things that uh, happen to us daily you know it's if it's if it's stacking in 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 a, in a traffic jam and somebody cutting you and just make you upset or in the in the business uh, all, all all h1 is us for me as as you you, uh, you i heard you you know outlet i would say that it bought dude is one of the best yeah. things for me yeah. and uh, uh definitely definitely the the Musar books, you know, Tomer Dvora and Elikute Moharan. All these books is really, it's must have, you know, daily. And the, the Muna is, this is but holding, I'm talking about personally, me, you know, that everything is for good and nothing is bad happened to us. And that's something that uh, I, I keep uh, running, we keep running. That's right, and it takes daily chizuk. You mu- you must have a daily chizuk. You must. That's right. Learning the svarim, connecting. That's that's daily. You you want to answer the the text? 
Sure. Let's also remind everyone the number. If you'd like to call, the number is now 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. And let's go ahead and take a look at, there are a couple of messages. The first one or the second one? Okay, let's, I see there are a lot. Let's go ahead and try this. Hi, Mordechai. In your opinion, please help me out. If a mother who is very emotional, anxious, sad person the first few years of her married life and being with her kids till they are 3-4, but Baruch Hashem, God help, is more stable, happy, loving, positive. Is it possible that her first two kids are angry at her for being the way that way and are very different than the other children who are happy, not so emotional and tantrumy? As the oldest two, does it make sense that she has it so hard with the oldest two because of what they saw and even went through when they were so young? Thanks in advance. And how is it possible to get them to trust her and be safe, confident about her love? All right, so I'll tell you, this question between me and Rubnison triggers me a little because a lot of the alternative therapy and subconscious therapy almost have no room for mechila. You botched up as a child, the kid had some trauma, or a parent was depressed, now they're going to be challenging. I do agree that sometimes kids need, they need to clear up some of the old stuff. But if the parent is healthy and strong now, they can, yes, they can do it and connect, especially if the kid is three or four, they're that young, that the kids will be okay. They just need to be taught, again, a little bit more assertiveness, and then they're okay. So I personally, if you tell me the mother was, let's say, depressed or the mother was disconnected for, let's say, till the kid was eight years old, so they went to school, it's not just till three or four when they're still there. We're talking about five, six, seven, not putting them to sleep, older, eight years old. Then I believe that the, the, the personality started to deform already. It's already something there, especially if the kid is 13, 14 and going up. But if a kid is for two years old, and at three, four, the parent is now all good, and the kids that are, that are coming are all easy, I believe the kids are okay. In other words, that age, children are so impressionable that the love and the caring that you're giving now can do that. That's just my thought, my opinion. You know, Mordechai, I, 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 I'm 100% with you. I, I would say that we forgot to, you know, that so many people just putting on our pressure, again, pressure for the, uh, our uh, system and said, oh, because it was like this and the two years and three years, you know, that I, I would also said, you know, I always said, don't yeah. look, don't look backwards, just look forward, you know, just trying to just look forward and you see if now it's changed and be happy and try to think, you know, and basically always, always the two older ones, is the Bechor and Bechorah, it's always a different characteristic as a child. That's and I look, right. I look at my, my children also. The Bechor and Bechorah is a total different kids. They are just more responsibility, more, you know, a, a different kind of uh, personality. So this is very normal. I don't think that uh, it's uh, abnormal, abnormal. Yeah, exactly. So I personally agree with you, as we're just saying over here, that yes, it makes sense that if the parent wasn't available, that should affect the child. It does. But if the child's young enough and the parents are strong enough, then, in other words, 
It, we just make up. You move on. We don't get stuck with all that stuff. If there's a severe trauma, then yes, someone can be, they could have that issue. But other than that, is that simple. It's move on. Let's not hold on to the past. Let's not hold on to that perfectionist that we must do it a certain way. We don't. And en- enough with excuses, you know. That's something that's enough with excuses. You will go, right. go continue with life, you know. It's happened to all of us. Something happened to us in the past. Just go continue. Yes. And, okay, we have Mr. P again from UK. Uh, okay, and again, okay. the number for those wanting to ask the question after, it's 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Yes. Mr. P. Yes, sorry, Hello? Yep, Mr. P. Yes, can we just finish off? Go ahead. See, you were in the middle of asking something. It was very simple. What was the purpose for you to call up, stay up this late, and ask this question? It's usually an underlying, an underlying point. What's going on? So, I heard you sending so many people to therapy, and you yourself go to therapy. I thought maybe, maybe, the, maybe everyone can benefit from it. Benefit and need are very different. I think anyone can benefit. And let's change the word therapy to having an asking of someone that you're involved with. That has to be that. That have to be a professional. I know, absolutely not. So you say everyone can benefit from speaking to somebody older. Of course. In fact, that's how it used to be. I just read a book, an interesting book, and it was sort of talking about why it's their opinion and why they think that a lot of men are turning narcissism. Listen, I want to hear your thought on this. Listen to this information. This book is saying that one of the reasons why they believe there's now more personality disorders this generation is, and talking about by the men, why they're more narcissistic, is because up until about the 1940s, I think they brought down 1920s, one in three families in the United States were living on the farm. And in a farm, let's say life, you've got a father, you've got all the kids, You've got the uncles, grandparents, and everyone is working in the field together. And what they're saying is you had a father and son interaction. You have a grandfather, son, grandson interaction. Do you know what it is when you get up in the morning with the rooster, you're out working, and you're able to sit, and then there's a break, and then you're sitting with your father and your grandfather, your uncles, and everyone together, you're all exhausted physical work, and they're guiding you and they're talking? What would change if you would be spending hours with your father for many, many years? So it feels today's days, we're just not connected. It wasn't a from book. So they were just saying, today kids are in school, you're learning from all the teachers, the parents are working, they're not around, especially today's days. Each of these issues are major factors. I happen to like that point very much. Mm-hmm. Huh? I, I, th- I think that also today, you know, this, uh, the, the point of view for ourselves, you know, that's like suddenly you take a... A, a guy from uh, the Amazons and bring him to New York uh, is everything is changing his life you know from yeah. the from the fire and from the stones making fire to the the, the burner you know and and the stove and everything is totally different that's where basically we are generation that saw I speed 
And we spoke about so many times and the, the endless option that we have here, we are really be, become, become confused. And we, yeah. if we don't have the stabilization of, you know, the, the Yiddishkeit, I'm telling for us, the Jewish people, we have the solid ground, something that's that uh, stick and holding. And what you say, etz la the holding one, you know, this one, this is the, the, the tree that you're holding it and not drown in, in, the, in the really gushing water. And this is all about to be a Jewish. And it's part of the, you know, this is, this is something very important, you know. We are, first of all, a, a, a Jewish people, and then we have the therapist. The therapist is, uh, uh, you know, it's the, the, the people that couldn't hold so strong, in my opinion. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, thank you very much again. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Excellent. The number to call up is 718-683-5858. We go to Mrs. D. And we're going to Mrs. D. Hi, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes, hello. Yes. Hello? Yes, hello. Yes, I'm just coming from a parents' evening, and I had a question about one of the mothers. So you've gone, so you're just coming from a parenting workshop. Let's say where you're coming from there, and you have a question no, on I'm a mother a teacher, that was there? And I've met my pupil's parents now. I'm sorry, could, oh, could you just explain that you had a PTA now? Right, right. Yes, okay, you've just met parents. Now, just be aware that your voice might be recognized, and some people from a school might say, oh, you're asking about our parents, and just be aware the question cannot, will not be removed. Okay. Okay, okay so please. I had a student, this big troublemaker in my class, and mm -hmm. I'm not the only teacher that had trouble with her, because I spoke to previous teachers, and they all had trouble with her. Okay. Not all, but plenty of them. Mm -hmm. Now, in comes this mother, and she's very busy telling me that, sort of blaming me for her daughter's behavior. Yes. She was telling me that a, that a teacher with the correct approach and, um, I guess, a good teacher has no problem, issues with her daughter, and I guess a teacher that's not good with discipline and everything, um, then her daughter just misbehaves. So your question is, so let's understand, so basically you had a PTA, a parent that every teacher has had issues in the past is now attacking you for her daughter's issue. And your question mm -hmm. is? My question is if she's right. Oh, well, what part of her is right? If she's right, that the blame is in. Ah, so now we're going to an is it question. Is it question we can't do on here? <laughs> I'm the one causing her to become, <laughs> become such an impossible girl. Like. So say that again, please, that what? Could it be? Well, everything could be. Remember, this is an awareness. Let's go ahead and do an awareness. Hello? What would you say? Okay. I, I would say, first of all, yeah. I, th I, I want to ask you, you think this is right? Do you think that you, it's you behave that create a daughter to be misbehave? Do you think that you... I wouldn't you, say so. 
It's what? true I'm not the best teacher and I don't have the best discipline. But there are plenty of other girls in the class and they're all behaving very nicely. No, my, my question to oh. what what about this girl that with other other teachers? Did you spoke? Uh, what gr I don't want to ask you um, more details. What grade is it? But it's it's in the lower higher, and are you new, new 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 you are a new teacher? Yes, I am a new teacher. And do you feel that uh, I, I got I, you got you got very insulted by the, the the parents? And isn't it? It seems like that you get very insulted. Do you? Yes. I, I think that uh, I, I would say that uh, what about the other you needed to get a little bit more uh, confidence on your uh, class to answer this question for yourself. I think that uh, I know, and I, I, I cannot answer you the question, but definitely uh, that's uh, uh, Mordechai, what do you think? I'll share with you, since we don't know, I'll share all the sides as we always do. So let's go ahead and start with the first one. Understand that many times when there are issues with kids, and especially if there are issues years before, then A, it could be the parent's issue. And why do I say that? Let's go, let's go step back. First, it could be the kid's issue. It means the kid has an issue. One. Then, I just spoke to a Rebbe last week, a fantastic Rebbe, and every Rebbe said a certain kid is a problem. And with this Rebbe, yes, he's a problem. Yes, he's got issues. But with this Rebbe, he's able to keep him almost all the time in class because he figured out a way how to deal with him, which doesn't mean that the other Rebbeim are bad. It just means this Rebbe is exceptional. And many times Rebbeim and teachers can use extra training how to deal with difficult children. It's separate than how to deal with class management. So A, Rebbeim and teachers should be mandatory. Then there are several from teachers uh, or, or Rebbeim and teachers training workshops. It should be mandatory that someone shouldn't be a teacher until you take a training or at least be involved in the trainings, even if it's your first year. That's a separate issue. So be a, and then there should be a separate issue, how to deal with difficult children. Because today's days, in every class, I spoke to Rebbe, that's over 20 years of Rebbe, tells me the amount of kids that are coming into the class with issues, he says it wasn't there 20 years ago. He just doesn't know why. He says, but the behavior of things are just so much harder now than it was 20 years ago. Maybe he's getting older, or maybe he's just stating the reality that something is changing in the air. We don't know what, but emotional, mental health. Now there's a separate issue. I see many times in my office where someone comes in to tell me issues with their kids, and you look at the parents, and the secretary tells me, this was such a challenging parent, just scheduling, just getting, waiting, you're running late. And I do run late sometimes by 10, 15 minutes. Today, even it was whatever was going on, I was 45 minutes late. And the way the person is when they're waiting, the understanding, some understand, some we apologize, some we tell them come back in a half hour, 45 minutes, and some are so attackative. How dare this happen? I have an entire day planned out. And like Rebbein sometimes people wait just five to 10 or 15 minutes, and you go to a doctor's office and you're waiting two and a half hours, and the secretary tells me, you just see the smoke, and they tell me it was hard even scheduling. And then you wonder why there could be a difficulty. Either this kid's got no confidence with such a tough parent, or the other way around, you wonder why the kid's so confrontational. It's probably the only way to survive. So let's understand mm -hmm. over here. It's possible that the kid is the issue. 
It's possible that the parents are the issue. It's possible that maybe you need more skill how to deal or teachers or maybe need more skill how to deal with difficult children. Either way, the parent's response, you are the problem, it should hurt, it makes sense. And the next step that I would be doing is I would be speaking to the principal, how were the other years? I would be speaking to the teachers the last two, three years. And if they all say the kid was hard, what I might do is I might have placed a call to the parent, let's say tomorrow night, saying, do you know when we spoke, you seem to have shifted your daughter's issue on to me? Well, let me tell you. I got permission, so it means you have to get permission from the teachers of the other years to say, we have spoken, we knew you, your daughter is the issue, we had a difficulty, and now please take ownership over your issue. One of the jobs when you do that is you can also have the principal involved, and it's part of the principal's job to protect you. That's the principal's job. They deal with the difficulty with, with the students, they deal with the difficult parents if needed, and they deal with difficult teachers if needed, where they need to put some of the teachers in place, being on time, what they're teaching, educating, and if a teacher already isn't doing a good job, then it's their job to move them on. So again, you're supposed to have the help of a principal involved. So I would do the research, and then I would make the parent more responsible for their actions, saying, you know, when you said I am the issue and I'm the issue, it really bothered me. And if I am, I want to improve, I want to do better. So I decided to do a little history, and what I discovered is that I am not the issue. It ends up being that your daughter is an issue. And if a daughter is an issue, how do I deal with that? Well, well, hold on. Let's be careful. Let's be clear. I, we're creating an awareness. Okay. I, I just. What are you getting from it? So I get that I should research this child and her history more carefully and try to decide to see who's the issue and how to deal with it. That's right. Is and that now, right? what would be the next step? Um, What's your awareness that it's not you? Now, Sorry? Uh, let's assume it's not you. Okay, so it's the mother, then I'll have to deal with the parent, possibly with the principal's help. And if yeah. it's a child, then I'll deal with her. Yes. That's right. right. And remember, do not allow, and here's where I'm start off building your confidence. It's the first year, second year, third year, but eventually you're going to learn your confidence not to get stepped on, which means mm -hmm. when someone does that, say, let's stop a minute. PTA is not for that. I, I feel there's so much. I've done a – we've put together this year for teachers, for teachers at Rebellion. It ended up – it was supposed to be a six-evening workshop. It ended up being eight evenings of an hour and a half that slept two hours, probably if I put it together, I want it to be an hour and a half, so it might even be nine, nine, let's say, evenings. But a lot of that's discovered, discussed there. One of the important parts are PTA that I believe is a mistake, that the parents, teachers, you know, when you meet, is not meant to deal with the children that have difficulties. It is meant for parents and teachers to meet to hear what's going, and anything that needs a little bit more work, there's supposed to be a special night for those, either over the phone or you bring the parents down. 
So, for example, mm-hmm. if a teacher, if a parent gives you a, a Shalom Aleichem, a Mishaberach like that, the automatic answer should be, wow, I think we are going to need more than the four to five minutes, and it's not right for other parents to start waiting now a half hour because now you want to start bavashing me, you want to attack me with your daughter's issues. Let's put your name down, let's discuss it, we'll sit up next week, and we will have the principal in the room when we discuss the difficult children. So this will be the teacher and the principal. And imagine she tries blaming you when the principal says, oh, what do you mean, we've had these meetings the last four or five years. What do you think would change then? Mm-hmm. So, again, these are a lot of some of the simple stuff, my theories, but there's a lot that you can do, a lot you can benefit. So I just want you to know, go ahead, take a workshop. Anyone that is training, I always recommend taking workshops, not just because I'm doing them now. I always tell people, don't just take mine, take anyone, or don't even take mine, but get educated. Reb has got a program. If I can, you can. It's about how everyone can learn and do anything. So if you're a teacher, take trainings. We always take trainings in our center. All the time we're upgrading and updating our information. Of course. Right. And just so you know, welcome to the world of responsibility. If you do something, there will always be someone that's going to tell you you're the problem for something. I just right. want I want to add that it's call uh, kavod that you call and because you want really want to improve uh, and yourself and check yourself it is very it's a good it show a good sign of a teacher and responsibility. Thank you. Thank you. So true. Okay. Thank so, you so, so much. So true. You're welcome. We'll go to Mrs. Okay. B. Mrs. B. Hi. You're with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi, thank you so, so much what you're doing. You're welcome. Um, I have a question. My mother um, passed away when I was very young. I was married and I had um, children very close in age. I had to manage my kids and my mother. It was very traumatic for me. Um, Now, when I'm thinking back, I'm only seeing her in the last few weeks of her life. Um, you mean you're seeing the memories or the images when she wasn't well? Is that right, what you're saying? Right, And yeah. I see her like, I feel like I have, I see like a black, like a hole, a black hole. I can't think back for the good times. Yes. And I'm not even, I'm, I don't know why, I don't have the interest in looking on the pictures like from my wedding. Yeah. Like, why is it? Well, I, we're not going to go into why. Why means I need to do a full intake, a full evaluation. We can just share some of the ideas. Rav so what do you say are some of the ideas? I, I, I just, uh, I, I can repeat the question because I was texting. Sure. So basically what this woman is saying is her, her mother was, was Baksham well, there is a great mother, and then she got ill, and then she was Nifter. And client now has the images of when she wasn't well in front of her mind, and she can't look at times of pictures when they were healthy and when things were good. Why is that? And she sees in her mind like this dark hole like that when she sees that. And she wants to remember her in a positive light. Why is it? This is a traumatic event, you know, just I, 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 this is your field. I would say that uh, definitely uh, 
you know, I, this is some, I, I cannot answer this. I really don't understand. I try to think about myself that as I lost my parents very young also. And uh, certain pictures in my, in my head all the time is, uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Wow. Yeah. So you've really just hit it on the nail. And that is trauma means that when our mind can swallow, I like giving the muscle of swallowing. So when we eat, when we, eat we chew the food and then we can swallow. If there's a bigger piece and we didn't swallow, then what happens is like we can't chew, we choke. So emotions are meant to flow like water, they flow. When there's something more traumatic, now we get stuck. It's like stuck at our throat, and that image is what's staying in front of our mind the entire time. So that is why when people sometimes have anger or hurt, they can't, or they know logically there are so many happy times with that person, but that one time that they hurt them is still sick because it's either trauma or the emotion has to be processed, and there are many different ways of processing it. First, learning the svarim, the muna batacha, letting that pass. If it's more traumatic, for, then sometimes where it's more, there are different mahalchim out there. And there's, again, famous ones, EMDR, the alternative stuff that there's many times people call one brain, EFT, a lot of that stuff. People like acupuncture. There are different various modalities where sometimes the IFS system, internal family system, is trying to get the different parts of you to be able to help it move on, and, and many other systems out there. I'm just and, curious, why, why can't I look at the pictures in the happy time? So just to remind everyone, the number, the number to call up is again 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858 and we have an availability to ask the question after this one and I'll just share with you why because imagine you swallowed a slice, uh, whatever it should be that you're eating, let's say you're swallowing so you took one bite, Baruch Hashem you chewed it, you swallowed it you took a second bite, you chewed it, you swallowed it now you took a third bite but you didn't chew it and you're swallowing and you're stuck and you're busy saying, well, why am I choking on the third piece, but I swallowed the other two? Mm-hmm. And the answer is because you're stuck over here. When the emotions can pass, when you learn to process, heal the trauma where your throat, where it's stuck at your throat, then what happens is now you can start going, let's say, back into memory, like in the stomach, and say, oh, I could now bring up the different memories I choose to remember. So that's why many times anger or painful emotions are so extreme that it blocks out everything else. We can't focus as long as when a person's choking, all they're focusing on is that pain. Right now you're under pain because it wasn't processed, the, the, the passing or whatever was happening to, to your mother. And once that processes, then you can start feeling all the other memories, all the other emotions. They're there. I want you to know it's not that they're not there. It's just right now your mind is fighting for, for breath, fighting for survival, fighting. We need to process this emotion first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. I really uh, appreciate it. I want, I want to say, yeah. you make it very clear because, you know, right, it's, it's amazing to, to see because every time that I remember my parents, it's really the same. First of all, the same picture come to my head, the same exact uh, whatever. 
a picture, but uh, I, I think that for me it was working that I, I took a picture and basically start drawing it, you know, with a paint. And I took on a canvas and I draw uh, the image of uh, my parents on the canvas. And, uh, the, and on the happy moment, on, you know, some, some kind of uh, feeling that uh, it's unbelievable. I think it's... That's right. Thank you. Let's talk about what you just did. Part of the therapy, there's art therapy, which also helps process, and that's almost what you've done, Robinson. Let's understand it. What you do is you start drawing. You allow your body to express, and you don't control. So sometimes the picture will be black colors, and black is not always negative. I just want people to know it's not always negative. Only the beginners in the art therapy know that black is, is, is dark. It's not. But first, it will be dark colors. And then sometimes you can even have a splash of light colors. And you color it, and you draw it, and you allow the emotions to express. And it could be several paintings, could be several weeks of the pain. But after you process that, the light starts coming out. And then you start, and as you'll notice, you start making the pictures of love, of you remembering your parents, remember the feeling of safety. And you look at that picture, it's going to enhance and bring that up. So understand, we need to process that piece that's choking and first allow the negative dark colors to come out. And mm -hmm. then, as Rob Nissen did, you can do beautiful pictures. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And you can you use the, the Photoshop if you don't know the, to draw, you know. That's right. Work, working on a computer or Photoshop. The computer, that's right. Or Photoshop, so you can take yes. different pictures and put them together. It's beautiful to have a collage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for everything you're, you're doing. Thank you you're so welcome. much. You're welcome. Again, I want you to know, and everyone out there listening that has gone through loss, this is part of the mourning process. This is part of what happens during the year and two and three and four years after where there are different memories come up, different pains, and could even be sometimes that people have different experiences. So you can have a wonderful memory and also someone else starts acting and they start might having issues with the parent and it might trigger some stuff. This is also normal. This is what happens during that, that year of Avelas. Different emotions come up. Sometimes you see at a shiva where people are laughing, they're crying, the emotions, the extreme emotions. This is what happens. This is the normal process of the growth. And Merit Hashem to be able to help to go through that. Amen. Okay, we'll go yeah. to Mr. N. Mr. N, hi, you're on with Nissan or Mordechai. Hello? Yes, hello. Um, I have a question. I guess you guys get a question often. What did people do before therapy, like eight years Rabbanim. ago? Rabbanim. It was Rabbanim. a small shtetl. Let me show it to you. Just today, I was driving home, and someone told me he went to an out-of-town kahila for Shabbos. He tells me, you know, there are about 20 people there. He says, I got an Aliyah. My kid got Galila. He said, they remember that I'm this guy's brother-in-law. Tell me, hi, Shalom Aleichem. He said, I felt so good. He said, the Rav gave me, walked over to me, gave me Shalom Aleichem. He said, I was thinking, wow, this is what it was like in the old shtetl. You are connected to the Rav. You were someone, it wasn't mass productions. Remember, cities didn't have the infrastructure of the water system, of just the sewer system. People lived outside. Just, I'm just sharing with you that we had the Rabban and we're connected. You didn't have one rub for 5,000 people. What did people with problems do? 
conflict. Say that again? All these problems have come up today. Again, I share with people all the time, so I'll share it again. We need to realize that changing one bit of the equation changes everything. So let's just try one bit of the equation. I say let's go back to the late 1870s when it first was discovered electricity. All right? Let's take the light bulb. Do you know what it meant that we slept eight, nine hours a night, winter times? It was dark for 10 hours. Could you imagine no texting, no news, no radio, no light? It's pitch dark, and you learn two hours with the candles, three hours with the candles. And even when you learn, do you know the peacefulness? It's quiet. Just that little bit. Do you know how much healthier everyone will be? Could we just look at that? Mm. Now, I could think of ten differences of this generation to last generation. I just shared one at the beginning of the program. I was just reading, and I loved that idea, that we are now so much, we are so distant from our parents. We're not having healthy, interactive time with them. So as this person was explaining it, the girls, they turned seven, eight, nine years old. They went to school. They learned the basic reading, writing. And half the time, you're hoping the parents doing laundry was going down. You'd go down with a mother. You'd do rubbing this and that, you know, trying to do the clothing, hanging it up. This was an entire day's project, getting water, cooking, getting the eggs, going to the, going to the roost, going to the pen to get it. And then the men. You're going to go to the farm. You're going to be picking for hours. You're with the parents. You had a break. You're with the father, with the grandfather, with the uncles, with the brothers. You're sitting together. You're working. You weren't just like sitting around, oh, I'm bored. You were working, and then you had time with your parents. You're able to discuss things with your father. You shared whatever's philosophy with your father. We, we've lost this generation. We're disconnected. I don't want to say we're disconnected with our body, but we don't have the connection we had. We're in huge cities. Big places, electricity, we're getting five, six hours of sleep, stress to kazoo, and you want to know why this generation has got so much more than the other ones, so many more issues? Just on a physical level, forget about emotional. We're not sleeping, we're not exercising, walking as other generations did. Just those two steps alone are enough to affect and make entire changes. Kids that have a little ADHD, kids that are energized, imagine you have to walk 40 minutes to yeshiva, to school, which was normal. Imagine you're less energized or you have more energy and you're able to actually work and give it out and you're still a great person. You're not, you're not sitting in a classroom. It's not expected to sit in a classroom. Do you think those would make a difference? I'm asking you now. Yeah, I mean, I guess it helps for the regular stress and anxiety, but let's say big problems, OCD, depression, like what? Hold on. Do you know that the number one steps for preventing each of those stuff, a large component is exercise and sleep. You're using words depression, anxieties, if everyone has it in OCD. These are coming from not sleeping, a large part. A large part is happening from not sleeping and not exercising, period. Let's take another bit. How much anxiety is there because we're busy getting messages the whole time? Even at night, someone wakes up. They all go to use the bathroom. They're checking the cell phone. Your mind is going. Of course these things are going to create. There was no social media. I'm just sharing you with little physical changes. I'm not even talking about the difference in emotions. 
And we're not even talking about where you had the connection, as we discussed before, being connected to your parents, spending time on a healthy level where parents are there with you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Bahrain Yeshiva, and we don't have phones, and we don't have social media. Oh, no. How often are, are people listening to what's going on the second there's news everyone's going on? You make it sound like I've never been in Yeshiva, and I don't work with Yeshiva Bahrain. How many times are Bahram up now till 2, 3 o'clock schmoozing? I'm not talking about those in Bismedrash, on mm-hmm. average, on normal. That happened eight years ago, so they didn't sleep eight hours a night eight years ago. They slept well, why do you think they did when so Let's stop 80 years ago. Don't give me 80. I'm talking about 120 years ago for four. For the world is now, we're, we're talking about now, what are we? Uh, in uh, 776, what's going on for these 5,776 years? Uh, let's take off 120 years. For 5,650 years. Mm-hmm. It got dark at 4.35 o'clock skia. You learn four hours, you learn five hours, it's not light. Vasikan is 7 o'clock. You learn five hours. With what type of learning is it when you have the clarity without going outside, without the challenge to Thursday nights, without a bucket from another yeshiva showing up, without the guys whisking by, coming back and forth? Well, why does that make more stress? That I think you got to figure out on your own. I think that I, I have faith in your ability to understand the difference. We spoke about so many times about it, the changing in the world, you know, right now. And I don't think that Yeshiva, Bo- uh, Yeshiva Bucher uh, dress, even the same dress, what he has uh, dressed uh, 50 years and 30 years, how many shirts you have, how many pants you have, how many shoes you have. You know, that Rabbi Shach, Zecher, Zecher, Tzid, went from his hometown because he didn't have money to pay, went walking bare, almost barefoot to the yeshiva to learn. It's not the case today with yeshiva boys today. And uh, the, the connection with the parents is a total different connection. Everything is like uh, give me and I would say that unless you are really unique or you learn in the Slavotka type yeshiva, uh, it's not. It's not. And we know quite a few yeshiva in Batem Midrash and Kolelim. Today is a total different. Again, so you're asking why? We're just sharing that concept in research is if you just change one component of the equation, the entire equation is different. I've just shared with you major several major shifts that every one of them can shift the mental health of today's generation, and I've only shared a couple. And that's my short answer. Okay. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Okay. will take Mrs. L. Okay, and we'll finish with that. Yes. Mrs. L, you're on. So, on the question about the loss, you have a question about a boss. Go no, ahead. a boss. That, that I lost. I lost a husband 20 years ago. Wow, so, that is so sad. So I had my kids were very little, and now every time, let's say the the art site comes up or symbols come up, it's very painful. Yes, that is normal. Do you hear, I hear an echo, but do you hear me properly? Yes, I hear you properly. Yes, yes. Uh, no, because I have an echo. Yes, there is an echo for us, but under, uh, those listening don't hear the echo, yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, so is that normal, that even though 20 years later I feel I'm more stronger than I was, 
and I give other people chizuk, but at certain times I feel yeah. painful. Yes, it does make sense, and that's exactly that is why a yard site. And or like it's the, brought when down. I got married, the date of the, all these things, it, it's painful. Yes, one hundred percent. In fact, that's part of the reason why the halach is that a husband and a wife only sit, like, have the shiva and have the, till the shleishim. They don't have to wait the whole year. Because as the Gemara says, Ein isha mesa elu When a wife is nifter, the real one that feels it is the spouse. Before that reason. Because children move on, children have different stages in different places, different stuff happen. But unfortunately, right. the spouse is the one that, that feels the loss and that sits with the brunt of the loss. But now I became very mechazic other people through that's my suffering. That's right, and you can do that. And that's very healthy I and do. that's strong. You can do that all. But you still want to recognize that that's still... But even if still it's painful, it's normal. When I sit around the table that's or right. around the simcha, it's painful. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Right. And those emotions are real. Oh, thank you. And, and you know, that's not... Our Chachamim said, in the Torah, is, you know, recognize Almanot. It's so painful. I'm telling you, not many people recover after, you know, not many spouses, you know, that uh, recover and take many, many years to recover from this. Unfortunately, I know quite a few, and I know that my mother couldn't recover, and she yeah. passed very quickly after my, my dad passed. Yes. So, yeah, sometimes people try judging, like, this is how you should be feeling, or this was my experience, I was able to do this, and we need to realize that mourning grief is individual. It's individualized. It depends. Each person depends what the connection was. depends how intense it was. And so many other factors. Your past, their past, there's so much involved. Yes. So, so... I want to I thank, thank you for being, being, being mechazek other people. That is so important. And the Rabbi Shalom should give you kayak to continue being mechazek people. Amen. Yes. Harav Nissen, thank yes. you. Thank you, Rabbi Mordechai. Yes. Hatzlacha. And be well. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Be well. Kaltan.